0: Am I in trouble being out here with you tonight? Keep all their dreams from coming true. Not my father, Burt Reynolds. You're looking good, some of you. Reba McIntyre. We're gonna win this game
1: for him. The man from left field. <laughs> Next on a CBS special movie. Everybody, my name is Andrew, and I'm Mark, and you are listening to Television Movie Night here in the beautiful, warm, sweltering, gross month of September. That's right. We are here, we are live, and we are discussing television movies, and then the other fall to all that comes along Whatever. with all the fucking bullshit that we talk about anyway. Yeah, it's like. Um, I don't know, what is this now? It's like a like a Three Bobby Darren fan podcast that yeah, we do? That's what, yeah, I, I think we took over your friend's Winnie the Pooh podcast. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we're talking about uh, Huffleup's and Woozles today. Right. Mark, how are you? Andrew, the most humiliating and awful thing that has ever happened to me, happened to me. About four days ago, mm. we weren't recording a podcast then, so it obviously couldn't have been that. <laughs> oh, it was pretty bad. Oh, uh, okay, all right, Andrew. Andrew. Four days ago, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then we hear um, Run Through the Jungle or uh, No, then we hear uh, uh, Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, that's that's how you know it's there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Andrew, my belt exploded off of my fat ass. Oh my god, it was humiliating. <laughs> I was by myself, <laughs> and my belt literally just exploded. Andrew, which was part Was there of like a comic, like, patang? Like, did it yes. break a vase somewhere? Andrew, which part of a belt would you expect to break? Uh, the buckle, personally. Yes. The I, metal clasp. Like, eventually, it just, shattered. it just fails or separates from the other part of the belt. Yes, the metal clasp uh, snapped. It sent the little uh, hook thing, the little thing that stabs into the eye, mm-hmm. uh, just flying spiraling across, spiraling off into space. Yes. Um, never to be seen again. Never to be seen again. My disgusting fat ass destroyed a belt. Mm. I went to Target buy another belt hell yeah stronger belt a much stronger belt like Like a a weight belt like a like like an extension cord yes i was like do you have like a bike chain can i just use that they're like we got a bike lock you want that yeah we'll have to try that okay and the person behind the counter was like new belt huh something happened to the old one what happened i was like you motherfucker (laughs) you piece of shit so yeah, I hate myself. How did uh how did this happen, Mark? Do you just you, even, it, you just tighten well, it too too been, much? I eat too oh, much. No, I the belt, you fucking idiot. Not your disgusting body. Not your body image issues, all right? Get in line, Mark, alright? Yeah, I got thirty-five years of this horse shit. <laughs> The belt itself, because sometimes you get a. I I've had issues where you just have a belt and you just continually buckle and unbuckle it. Eventually, you're gonna loosen the head off of it. Sure. and You're gonna break it. Yes, but it was the metal. Cla- it was the metal that broke. It wasn't a connecting piece. Mm-hmm. It was solid metal. Mm-hmm. I was in my bathroom. Mm-hmm. I was by myself. I had just finished covering all the mirrors with newspaper. That's right, as you do, as I do. And then, so that I don't have the chance of looking at myself, mm, smart. And then I was about and then to. And you showered in with your clothes with on. With my clothes on, yeah. that might have been what it was. Oh, no, rusted. A rust. Yeah, a lot of rust on that belt. Uh, no, and then I like reached for my belt buckle to undo it so mm-hmm. that I could drop a big shit. <laughs> and my bu- my the buckle, my belt was like, you know what? I can't be a part Not of today. this anymore. Not today. So it just killed itself, uh-huh. exploded off of my body. Mm. Well, uh, what kind of belt was it? Where did you did you buy it off a homeless man? Before? No, it was I mean it was a it was a Arizona yeah. brand. Okay. Perfectly a fine. Penny's belt. Uh, yes, it was a JC Penny's belt. Yeah. I'd had it for six years maybe. You don't need first of all, belts the, like a belt shelf life is like two years, especially if you wear it all the time. Do you yes. have other belts that you switch no. between or you just have one belt? I have one belt. See, that's the problem. Is that it eventually there's wear and tear on it. It's not a factor. It's not a basis it's metal. of how much of a big fat monster you are. All right, And That the- doesn't that doesn't affect anything. It's just a constant wear and tear. Eventually, the belt's going to break. For seven years. Yes. Ah, I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner. Well, thank you for saying that. Well, I. It's I look, man. As a man who digs through a lot of belts, mm-hmm. it's been an issue. Okay. All right. I had to drill a hole in a belt the other day. Drill a hole? Yeah. You didn't just hammer one with a nail? Uh, I didn't. Well, I didn't have anything to hammer it into. I don't have oh. a block of wood sitting around. Okay. Got my uh, cordless. Yeah, let's put it right in the table. <laughs> uh, got a uh, cordless drill. Had my girlfriend hold it taut. And I'm oh, like, no. hold still.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just put it on your leg.
1: A lot of, st- a lot of smoke coming off of it. Oh, it's fighting me. <laughs> So yeah, because instead of getting a new belt with uh, the holes all in the proper places, yes. I'm like, no, I'll do it myself, folks. Well, are you down a size? You got to be down some sizes. Yeah, that was the issue. Well, that's good for you. That is good, but but the only reason it's down a size is because you buckle it so many times on the one hole. No, that's not there's why. A, there's a give to it because it's there's not as, it's not as taut anymore. Andrew, what the fuck are we talking about today? God, I don't know. Are we doing recipes? Is this a recipe episode? Yeah, it's a recipe episode. Give us your favorite depression-based recipes. All right. Um, It's just a big can of frosting. Let's see what we got. Andrew, did you know you could turn a block of Elvita into a candle? Wow,
0: an edible candle. An
1: edible candle. All right, so here's what you got to do. Okay. You You just take a big block of Elvita, drill a hole in it. You know you got experience with that. Yeah. Put a little little string through it, light that on fire. Then you got melted Velveeta all over your table. You just sit down, you eat it all. Oh, cool! And the best part is that you don't gotta refrigerate Velveeta. So if you're no, too you just leave it if, if you're too depressed to put it back in the refrigerator after you buy it from the store, just throw it on the floor. All right, thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Oh, I got it. the candle. Sounds delicious. That was a good episode. I'm not. I, like I don't. One. I can't leave the house, so I'm just going to try the regular candle. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just eat that. It looks like cheese. Mark, um, television movie night is your home and yes. source and resource We're made-for-television movies. We're in the month of September, so we are talking about baseball. <laughs> sure. Uh, we are talking about the national pastime. These are baseball movies. Last month. Talked about other stuff last week. (laughs) We talked about other stuff We talked about The Comeback Kid starring uh, John Ritter. But this time around, something a little bit more recent. We are talking about the man from left field, which is not me, because I cannot catch a ball to save my life. You're a pitcher, I should not be playing left field. I am a pitcher. Big softball. Not a belly itcher. Well, I can be both. Okay. They're not not mutually mutually exclusive. exclusive. Yeah. Uh, they want a pitcher, mm. not a belly itcher. Unfortunately, they, they got, got both. both. <laughs> they got both. Yes, you were going to say something. Andrew, the man from left field Yeah, is what we watched this week. That's right. Uh, this was 1993, is correct? Correct. Burt Reynolds stars in, mm-hmm. directs. Yeah. This <laughs> was not his first directorial di- film. He had also directed mm. Sharky's Machine. Sure. Sure. Is it about that taco place that's up there on Ventura? Yes, yes. They're like, we got a machine that'll make tacos. And they're like, oh, God, what oh, is, geez, what, what is humanity man wrought? <laughs> or is it like a John Henry type thing where uh, yeah, like somebody's there's somebody, one man who makes tacos, and then there's a machine yeah, there's a that, that's also churning them out. Yeah, yeah okay, this sounds yeah, good. That's this what is it a good was. movie. It's Sharky's, <laughs> Sharky's Machine. machine. 1993's The Man from Left Field. Let's talk about it in the segment I like to call, Well, What Do You Know? Mark, The Man from Left Field. It debuted on October 15th, 1993. Not so long ago. On CBS. So, uh, probably trying to line up in time with the World Series. Sure. Either would have just uh, finished or maybe even was still going on. You wrap up an episode of Murphy Brown. That's right, and, and then, then, you then you just, watch just the man flip from left over, field. and here's the man from left field. This was written by Wayne Allen Rice, who uh, only has a few writing credits to his name. He has a, an episode of Freddy's Nightmares. Okay, very okay. important. Okay, all right. Hold on I'm a listening. second. I'm liking. Also wrote Suicide Kings. Yes, the movie Suicide Kings with Christopher Walken. And uh, he's a uh, they, they kidnap him, right? Isn't yes, he? he's in the mafia, and they yes. kidnap him. Yes, he's a, but uh, mainly a producer on such films as Mother's Day, of course, Valentine's Day. Oh no and Dude, Where's My Car? Okay, bringing it back. This was directed by Burt Reynolds, as you said, and is starring Burt Reynolds, who, of course, a laundry list in it, like, uh, just an absolute incredible amount of films. I think he was in 150 movies. That's right. Uh, Most of them never seen by human eyes. Yes. Uh, Especially towards the later end of his career. Well, yes. Not a stranger to sports films. No. Longest Yard. Longest Yard. Uh, let's, the Longest Yard sequel. He He's in both, actually. He's yes. in, yeah, he's in the remake with um, Re- Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler. Uh, Boogie Nights had a bit of a renaissance in early Sport 2000. Yeah, almost like a John Travolta-type yes. resurgence. He came back to Boogie Nights. Smokey and the Bandit. Of course, he plays Boss Hog. No. Uh, oh, no, Smoke- but he is in Dukes and Hazard. S- yes, he is. Smokey so. is the Bandit. Yes. That's in the third one, I believe. Right. Deliverance. 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 I saw it. Evening Shade. Yes. Sharky's Machine. He would have been on... Gator. Yeah. Cop and a Half. White Lightning. Cop and a Half would have come out this same Same year. year. Okay. And I believe he was either had just finished Evening Shade or... It was winding down so keep which in mind, was a cbs show so he's in the cbs Bert, business burt reynolds at this time still a big movie star still a big still name a, but definitely still a like name. i mean yes his heyday was the 70s it, it and had, 80s it had Cannonball slid run. for sure from certainly from the the big the yes. big swing in the late 70s uh also starring reba mcintyre reba reba one of the biggest country names at that time of Wait, all time. Uh, well, of all time, but also you have to think early 90s. She was a pretty big deal. She's a huge deal. Uh, coming off of Tremors. Yes, of course. She would not have her own TV show, Reba, until like until 2005. Right? Yeah. The WB's own Reba. Reba. Uh, then not to be confused with Malibu County. Very similar. Which is very similar, but here's the, here's the trick though, mm-hmm. Mark. Not enough Reba. That's true. Mm. And uh, also Joe Theismann's in this. Never heard of this Former person. NFL player, Joe Theismann. Okay. Currently, like, a sports analyst for the CBS uh, NF- Today, the NFL who he, Today. Who does he play? Uh, he plays the uh, rival coach that shows oh, up at like, rival a coach? grand marshal parade. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Mark, looking at the trailer, what did you think this movie was going to be about? Andrew, I thought this was going to be another bad news bears knockoff oh, piece of shit. Oh, okay. And guess what? It sort of is. Mm. Not as uh, not as uh, ironically detached as a, a bad news bears yeah. would be. Not as fun. As a Bad News Bears. Also, not as fun as Comeback Kid, I would say. Uh, Yeah. With Comeback Kid, at least you had John Ritter's character being just being a an absolute scumbag. Sh- yes. He's a scumbag and a shithead, but at least you know what his motivations are. Yes. With this, it's With- just such a whipsaw between scenes that you're just like, what okay. is happening in this, this movie? Is, is this about the kids? Is this about him? Well, hold on a second. He's not saving. He's not the man from left field. He's, he's the saved. man from left field. Okay. He's not the man from left field. He's saving the father. That's right. Well, let's talk about it and figure out what the fuck happened in this thing. Let's start out. Act one. We see a drifter, you know. Just a, drifting. A tramp. Just a dirty, A hobo. He's, he's like being homeless led. Homeless He's guy. being led down the, the train tracks by the smell of a pie cooling on a windowsill. Yes. He's walking across train tracks. He's got a fedora. He's got a fedora. He's got a dusty old gross suit. and he's got he's a beard. Just, he's got like a. Uh, he's, he, uh, he's got like a little cigar butt that mm-hmm, he's smoking. That he picked up. He went and sliced a bean like it was a turkey. Mm-hmm. He put a boot in a big stew pot and yeah. he's eating like a Just boot that stew. Up. That's funny. That's fun. He comes upon a darkened baseball field and decides to, you know, crash in the dugout. Why not? Of all the places to sleep, the dugout, the you dugout. Know, there's a little bit of roof there, Everybody I guess. Everybody sleeps in the dugout Everybody at some point. sleeps in the dugout. He turns on a radio that happens to be he in the dugout. He John Ritter aside. And he's like, he's like yeah, up you your He steps over him at yeah. the mound, and then he goes and sleeps at the dugout. Yeah, a lot of these movies just start with just sleeping, sleeping on a baseball field. <laughs> a baseball field. Uh, he turns on a radio as he goes to sleep, and over the radio, we hear a baseball game well, playing. Well, does he turn on the radio? I thought the groundskeeper turns on the radio. The groundskeeper radio. turns off the radio. Oh, okay. And then turns off the lights, and then the drifter shows up, and then goes into the dugout and turns on the radio. Okay. And we hear a bit of a baseball game, but we also hear that uh, there's an escaped mental patient this. loose in the area. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Could it be? What's going to happen? I wonder. Ooh. Perhaps. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. I don't want to okay. say, but maybe. Let's let we start So with far we know there's a drifter. First three pages start with asking big questions. Yes. That's what there's you do. There's a drifter and there's an escaped mental patient somewhere in the area. This is set in the Miami area. We're in Florida for this. Yes. We then open up on the next day and uh, all of these uh, kind of poor lower class kids are getting ready for their baseball practice. Yes, they're all they all live in the same like trailer they're park like community. In a, yeah. Indian River or something it's called. Uh, uh yes, uh, Indian Indian Wells Village Indianville Indianville Indians in something like yeah. that. Uh, they're all heading out to go to baseball practice and we get a little glimpse of everybody's home life. All right. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Boy, all right. Do Let's set the stakes. Okay. We got to set the stakes. Okay. So we got a drifter. Potentially. We don't know. Mental, Maybe an escape mental, mental patient, patient, but we got to get the stakes for the kids. So who do we got? We got, uh, we got Tino. Yes. We, we don't know anything about Tino. Tino's got a bicycle with his name on it. That's all we know. So cool guy. Cool guy. We got Hooksie. Yeah, his dad's a gardener, and Hooksy seems like a bit of a nerd. Yes, okay. Hooksy thinks thinks he taught, thinks he's, he's super smart and says his dad is a lawyer. He's a lawyer, but everybody knows they're like bullshit, man. Bull shit. Your, dad's a, your dad's a gardener. We've met him. Bama, Bama's got a bit of a drunk shithead dad. Yes, it's just always asleep, clutching a bottle. Yes, All right? Bama is also slipping out, doing his best not to wake his drunkest shit dad. Yeah, we don't know why. We don't know why, but, uh, yeah, Bama slips out and then runs, uh, head off to practice. We got J.C. J.C.'s got a mom who's a nurse. Seems like the nurse, she works a lot, but at the same time, they're taking— he's She taking, also likes to sing. She does like we, to when sing. When we meet her, she is singing. She's singing uh, some uh, some hymns. Yes, yes. And uh, JC's grandfather also lives with them. He is sick. Yes, she instructs JC. She says, "I'm going to work. You watch after your granddad." What are the characteristics that we know about granddad? Sick. Sick. That's it. He's in a bed. He's like Charlie. Anything like else? Charlie's grandfather from nope. Charlie and the Chocolate sick. Factory. That's it. That's it. They they sleep like five to a bed. So. He, he has a poster of Jackie Robinson. It's a poster of Jackie Robinson and some kind of military background, but that's all we know. And tr- uh, JC's grandfather says, Don't look after me. Go to your baseball practice. Yeah. You're not going to be good as good as Jackie Robinson if you're watching me die. Yes. And JC's like, Good enough. All right. Heads off. Then we got Bo. Bo seems to be the most normal out of any of these yahoos. Bo's mostly our hero, he's the team leader. He's a team leader. He's the tallest. Which means he's obviously, he's obviously the best. He's the one in charge. He's the whitest. He, he's, uh, his mother is uh, Reba. 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 And uh, Reba is a waitress, and she's a single mother. Yes. And she's t- trying to take care of Bo, trying to do her best, but she's uh, dating some kind of scumbag named Mr. Garrett. Mr. Garrett. Who calls all the time. Bo doesn't seem to like this guy. I don't like this guy. I don't like him either. But here's the thing: Reba and her son Bo are both mm-hmm. huge fans of baseball. Love to quiz each other on like stats and shit. I mean, I don't even know that. Where the- does this come into play, Mark? Huh? I'll let you be the judge. Uh, I want. I don't. This bothers me so much. I wouldn't even say that they're baseball fans. They just recite players' names and numbers at each other. Like you know, there's that great moment in Goodwill Hunting where he describes like this home run world series game do you remember this when robin williams is mark's like, doing this like fishing motion as he's saying this you as know, well he's when like he's like he's like, like he's talking like, about yeah he's how doing like a forward pass is, and then like, he's like driving a car okay okay you know, two, words, two words two words he honks a he's horn like having a good time yeah he's like a cat and like a box yeah, yeah yeah you know i remember this part this was good uh, yes. Instead, instead of describing like, oh, that great moment. Remember when we saw that great game and he hits the home run and he brings in and he wins the World Series and he's doing the, you know, the Dodgers. Yeah. What is that? Kirk Gibson. Kirk Gibson. Just yes, yes. Yes. Instead of that, which has passion to it and would show me that they love baseball, they are just very. Mechanically they're they say mechanically like, saying oil can Boyd, and they're like, Oh, oh 1919. So yeah, and they list the Red team, Sox, and he has his ERA, and his batting average. Like yes. they're dead, they sound dead, but they obviously know the players. We don't ever see them watch baseball. Yes, they don't, okay, yeah, okay. They know, they know players and numbers. That's okay. all I get from these All right, people. okay. Why but, did you why did you write this into the movie? I'm, I'm sorry, angry, at I'm, you. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I you. thought I thought if you put if you made it seem like he liked baseball. You're not may- telling me that he likes baseball. You're telling me he likes numbers. Well, maybe he Well, see, if if I was writing it Mm-hmm. I would have had that be a thing. Okay. Somebody, He's like, I don't give a shit about baseball, but I can moneyball the fuck oh, I'm out money of this. Oh, this. Yeah, think about it. He only knows the stats, and he starts crunching them numbers, and he's like, I'll tell you who the man in the left field should be. It should be Hooksy, because I've run the numbers. And they're like, Hooksy's terrible. He's like, it doesn't matter. Hooksy'll catch. He'll catch it. I know he'll catch it every fucking time. And they don't believe him, but then he puts it, like the coach is sick, and then he puts Hooksy in left field, and somehow... That is not a hole in their lineup anymore. Well, he also tells Hooksy exactly where to stand. Yes, because he knows where it's going to land based on the, the other the numbers that he's running. It's like Hooksy, just stand there, ball up. Your glove up, glove yeah, up, yeah, like in the sandlot. The kids go, but, re- but if Reba loved baseball, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. and then Bo was like trying to relate to his mother through baseball but he's like i don't really care about baseball i just care about the the money ball aspect they have an argument they're, they're like you're ar- taking the fun out of it yes, it's like I mean, baseball is i do it for it. you he's like no it's about winning that's the whole point of baseball. see, see okay. this all is right. a good now, this movie is an actual this movie. is a movie that i'm talking about this here. instead of this shit that we all watched okay all right so, okay. all bring, so us to, bring us to act three i feel right. like we're halfway no, no, done okay all right so he asked about mr garrett it's obviously a sore spot with reba reba asks, hey you guys got a new coach yet for your stupid, st- stupid fucking team? Bo seems to be dodgy about that. Well, the kids go and head off to go talk to their coach, their new coach, whose name is Mr. Bates. Yes. It's, it turns out that they just paid some guy to be their goddamn head coach, but right. when they wake him up from whatever uh, stupor he's in at his own uh, little hovel, yeah. he uh, hurls a whiskey bottle at him and tells him to get off his lawn. <laughs> I think he throws a bicycle at him at one point. Uh, he throws a birdcage. cage. Oh. <laughs> ah! Yeah, whatever's fly out of whatever's it. not nailed down, he tends <laughs> to toss at these uh, grade school children, and uh, they um, they then throw mud in his eye and then run off. But uh, they like take turn; they get in line and like y'all. throw a mud <laughs> mud ball and then they run away. And then another kid throws a mud ball. Uh, uh, what a comic! So what a comical scene! I loved this scene because Mr. Drunk uh, Coach really plays up that he got hit in the face with a mud ball. Yeah, it's like it's, it's, like, like, a, it's, it's like he got hit in the pot, like a face with a pie from the Marx Brothers. No, <laughs> it's, like like, like, <laughs> it's like he got shot in the chest <laughs> in, in like an old gangster film. He's, he's like, like oh, 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 and then he like falls down the steps and the kids are still just. No, over, over the top of the banister. In the, oh, like, yeah, uh, breaks yeah. apart. He falls into <laughs> a bunch of hay that just explodes. Chicken goes flying. Oh, yeah, this is good. That was good. Well, it's a pretty apparent that these are the original little rascals because uh, sure. they ain't got two uh, nickels to rub together. Yeah. And, uh, so they say, all right, we paid that guy. We paid he that drank guy. He, uh, he fucked us hard. Uh, how much can we put together now to buy a new coach? And they're like, we got three dimes and two golf balls. And they say, well, these things tend to sort themselves yeah. out. So they head over to the ritzy part of town to go to the actual nice fields where the practices are being held. Where they're accosted by the rich kids. Yes. You know? They're Andrew, like- Andrew, our favorite characters. They seem to pop up in almost every movie we watch. Just nondescript pricks. Shitty, rich pricks. Yeah. They're like, oh, look at these trash bags showing up. Mmm. Ha ha. With bad burns. Bad really insults. Really bad burns. But yes. But I guess they don't care because they're rich. They're like, I don't know. I got money. Yeah. You you don't. Burn. I, take that. I Asshole. have a- We'll probably have a better quality of life from now until I die, which will probably be 15 years past when your life expectancy is. Yes. Ha! Take that. All right. Goodbye. Did you hear me tell him off? I told him what for. Uh, They get the razz from the rich kids, but Bo spies uh, the drifter in in left field, field. who then disappears. Then, this is weird. Bo has the audacity to say it's the man. From it's left the man field. from Left Field. The audacity to say the name of this the movie. Fucking the, the stones the, the on balls, this kid. The fucking balls on this guy. Well, I think this was supposed to be a longer scene. And or, I can't, oh God, I can't imagine a longer scene in this movie. No, because <laughs> so what ends up happening in this is that they're yelling at these rich kids and they're telling each other to fuck off and yeah. suck their dicks or whatever. No, you fuck off. You fuck off. No, you, you fuck f- off. You fu- Why don't you go get your shine box? Go bake a cake. Oh, oh yeah. Shit. <laughs> uh, and he glances over and sees a drifter in left field and then he looks back, he disappears. Right. And Bo is like, Where'd that guy go? And they're like, "What guy?" And he's like, "I've seen that guy before." We don't know where. I don't where know. have we seen this guy before? How? So, I think he saw a shadowy figure. He didn't even see his face. No, and he's just gone, but I think at some point this was supposed to be later in the act and maybe they like sneak onto a field and they see him watching their game at some oh, point. Baby. Yeah. And then he's like, "Who the fuck is that guy?" And then eventually then they meet up with them. Yeah. But instead, that doesn't happen. He's very mysteriously and coyly says, I've seen that guy before, uh, uh, and he's been watching us. He's from left field, and now he's gone. I think there's we're missing something. Yeah. yeah. Regardless. the uh, Good storytelling. Good, this is good That's stuff. What we're this missing. is very good. Uh, the league official shows up and says, the kid's got to have a coach. He said, 11 o'clock's the deadline. Where's your fucking coach? They lie, and they say he's in the dugout. But he's sick. Don't talk to him. He's got... Um, sick man. Water. thirsty. Uh, <laughs> so the league official says, oh, well, don't worry. Um, I'll go I'll talk go to him because hi. I know you kids are a bunch of fucking liars. Because you're poor. You're poor. You're, poor you're, you're, lying. you're lying. You're offending me with the fact that you're so fucking poor. But he goes over to the clubhouse and sees the drifter in there who's, you know... Okay, shabby suit, probably mm. smells. Definitely smells. Looks just absolutely. He's been shitting in those pants for decrepit days. Decrepit and unkempt for months. At scraggly this point, scraggly beard. He looks up over. He's got the fedora, and he, he like tilts his head up. And looks he, underneath the brim yeah, of the he's cap. Got, he's looking at him like, uh, like the man with no name. Mm-hmm. And everybody, and there's like a weird, there's a dumb sound effect that's like yeah 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 like a rattlesnake yes like. exactly <sharp inhale> this is uh it's yeah this is uh for a few dollars more it's yeah. this a, the man with no name The man with no name but he's the man from left field right with no name yeah we don't know his name the kids are like yeah that's our coach yeah that's him and instead of this league of, okay so there's a lot of i got a lot of issues first of all league officials like all right cool here's your schedule bye I would love it if they just written it somehow given him the characteristic that he just didn't give a shit about his job uh-huh. and didn't ask any follow-up questions. Cool. Which he didn't. Oh, he's like, cool, awesome. Could have been a, like a cutout, to right. be quite honest. Secondly, the kids are like, Yeah, he's over there. Uh they're um that's good enough. It's he's an adult. That's our coach. That's all we need. So which, that seems accurate. So instead of what, the- what credentials do you need to be a little league coach? 18 or older, I guess. Right? Not a fedora. sex offender. And Fedora. And a yeah, Fedora. Yeah, that's the other one. But instead of inserting a scene that's like the kids trying to realize like how to continue the scam going. Yeah. It we just then ends. We then smash cut to them leaving the field and presumably not asking any follow-up questions of their now coach. Well, I was also... Con- yes, we smash there be? Next- shouldn't there be a scene where the, the official leaves and they're like... So, Mister, uh, my, my us, name's right? Hooksy. This is Bo, and this is. You and he just it- kind of glances at him. You saw Tino's bicycle, so you know him. Mm-hmm. And then he like kind of glances, and then he just lowers his head and pulls his hat down over right. his eyes and goes back to sleep. And they're like, "All right, good talk, Coach," and then they can leave, and then you can go into something else. Sure. But instead, we just jump into them walking through like a field, and but with Bo. Who is convinced? He's like, "Thank God that the Lord from above, the Lord Himself, sent this man, this drifter, who we know nothing about. It's probably gonna kill one of us." We woke him up out of a a stupor. (laughs) He didn't throw a whiskey bottle at us, so so apparently that that means he's on our side, or he's got a bad arm, or yeah, he could have just have a real rough arm. Yeah, he wanted to throw a whiskey bottle at us. Bama says that, well, if God would have sent someone, he would have sent Sparky Anderson, who they have a real, <laughs> real boner I for mean, in, this, know in this movie. Sparky Anderson. Sparky Anderson, at this time in 1993, would have been the coach, the head coach of the, the Detroit Yankees. Tigers. <laughs> okay. It's true. All right. He was like a player coach at one point, but like instead of... I guess in 90... Were like, the Tigers ever good? I mean, they went to the World Series in 84. <laughs> that's a little bit... But I don't think Sparky Anderson was a coach at the yeah, time. Yeah, that's a bit later than 93. In, into the 90s, he would have been the head coach of the Tigers up until about 98, 99. Okay. That's the only reason I recognize sure. the name. But uh, I also don't know much about baseball. Back at Bo's place, Bo makes a suggestion to his mother for Bama to stay and have dinner and sleep over. Right. With the implication being like, there's no food at home prefer him to stay here and deal with a shithead dad. Yes. Mr. Garrett calls and he seems real shitty because he picks up Reba. Reba. And he's like outside, like laying on the horn. He's like, come on, we're going to Applebee's. Get in the car, babe. Babe, 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 babe. They're going to give away a table at Applebee's. It's trivia night, babe. Uh, I love him. He's he, he's a bad boy. He's my favorite. During the date and at Bo's place, Bo and Bama go through some old baseball cards. Yes. And Bo is convinced. He is convinced. He is convinced that this Based drifter- Based on no evidence. That this um, homeless man who they found sleeping in the dugout is going to help them win baseball games. Yes. This is like if you or I mm-hmm. were like- oh, my God, my car is not doing very well. Mm -hmm. And we went to like a 7-Eleven and saw someone panhandling outside. Uh And with no uh, information at all, we're like, thank God, that guy, that panhandler outside the 7-Eleven, he's going to fix my car. Andrew, it's like if you and I were trying to sell a show. Yeah. And... We came home, and I had left your back door open because I usually let myself in and out and never locked it. Of course, it. yes. And there was a homeless guy on your couch, and we were like, oh, my God, he's going to help us sell this TV show. <laughs> Here, here's the concept. It's a bar. Uh-huh. All right? A bunch of people. They're regulars at the bar. They hang out there. There's a guy. He's an old, retired baseball player. <laughs> you like? Huh? And then the guy like looks up and he vomits on himself and just rolls it's over a bit. <laughs> we did it! Yes! No notes! They leave the room as they're looking at these old baseball cards while the camera pans down and reveals that there's an old card on the bed yes. for somebody named Buddy Lee Hauser. And it looks to be a clean shaven Burt Reynolds. Yes. Okay. All right. 70s era Burt Reynolds. And uh apparent- What team was it? Was it the it Athletics? Was the, um, it, was the, it was the Kansas City Athletics. Okay. Uh heading back to the field the next day, the drifter is still in the dugout. So, so Bo that means, that's one for Bo. Yeah, that means he's sent from God to teach us how to play baseball. The kids continue to look up to this drifter as an incredible coach, despite the fact that he's told them nothing. He has done nothing except <laughs> shit inside their- Piss in his own pants. Piss in his own pants and shit in the corner of this dugout. Yeah. The league official arrives again, and the kids tell him that the name of the coach is Jack Robinson. Yes. and as, Like Jackie Robinson. But his name is Jack. Yes. And the, co- the league official's like, whatever. Sure. Fuck you. Fine. Rips off a piece of paper, gives it to him. He's like, as long as the check clears- the kids also decide to help out the drifter by hiding him out in some stables that are up the road. The uh, a fellow team shows up, the Hawks. and They want to scrimmage with uh, the Indian Town Indians. Yes. The uh, our 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 heroes are like the Hawks are the worst team in the league. We should school them. Let's yeah. do some Let's damage. Show Let's show done. them how it's done, folks. However, it's pretty clear that the Indian Town Indians can't find their ass with two hands. They suck. They suck. They're terrible. Their catcher can't catch. Their left fielder can't catch. Their catcher never catches in this no, whole movie. No, he doesn't. He There's just so constantly many shots just gets bopped in just, the face. Okay, Whoops. Whoops. Okay. Whoops. okay, all okay. right, all right. Drop all right. It. okay, all right. Well, all right. Next time. But they keep. Oh God! All right. Having enough of watching this clown show take place on the field, Jack decides to stagger out of the uh, dugout. Yeah. Walk up to the pitcher and give him a little bit of advice. Here's what he tells him. He says, What a thirsty, sick, sick man. Sick man. Now he tells him Burt Reynolds, movie star. Movie star. Oscar nominee. Mm-hmm. Director of this movie. Correct. Delivers the worst performance I have ever seen. He stumbles up to the kid and he says, Brush him off. Mm-hmm. And then the other kid's like, What? And he's like. Throw Let's it, it. it. Throw at his head. Throw it at his head. And then he walks away. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, God, this is awful. So he does as he's told. He throws it at this kid, and the kid Kills gets him. pushed back a little bit because he's crowding the plate. And then uh, he throws him three, three meatballs, three strikes, and right strikes him planet. out because yep. he's too afraid now. So that works. Solid for strategy, him. Andrew, all right. You've been going with this one. Yeah, I've just been. I constantly headhunt whenever I. Yeah, I'm so at the pitch you're, mound. you're at the mound, and you're looking, and you're like, yeah, right there on the temple. <laughs> uh, so then the next batter comes up, and uh, a little bit of a showboat. He's he's constantly he's fussing around. He's swinging the bat around. He's getting into his windup. Is in his position, tapping his shoes. Jack comes out again, and this is where I would be if I were the other manager of the Hawks. I'd be beside myself because I'd, I'd be going and screaming at the umpire manager only gets to do one mound visit per uh inning per inning and uh second so here's comes here comes again yeah who's 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 pitching out here that's uh that should force uh that either the manager to either the manager gets ejected or you have to trade your well it's you, a scrimmage you, you lose your pitcher it's a scrimmage, right? doesn't matter. The rules are the rules. Okay. I would be just, I would say I would have it in my hand. Mm-hmm. I have I have a printout of the I, rules. I know, I know that you do. <laughs> I have the printout of the softball rules in my bag in case I have to pull them out and yeah. just start screaming at the umpire. <laughs> there's a $20. That makes me want to be there. There's a $20 appeal fee. So oh, we go my God. And So we you demand, got 20s on you? Yeah. I mean, I'll, just, I'll just peel them off. i, I just throw yeah. $100 on the ground. And I'm like, I got the next five. All right. <laughs> He goes and says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to wait for him to do all his dumb theatrics, and I want you to take a very long time winding up and then throw him three straight three, three straight strikes. Right. Somehow this will... Very quick. Screw him up and... Yeah. I don't know. And it does. It, he strikes him out. So apparently Jack's got a little bit of baseball knowledge. We don't know why. Well, we do. But we don't. Yeah. Actually, he's a mental patient, so, you yeah. know. It works. So then... So then... So then... So get this. Get the, the fucking stones on this movie. <laughs> okay, so Jack is a drifter. Okay, so you you and I consider ourselves to be... Drifters. Drifters. <laughs> We're constantly just following the hobo hobo, hobo law. Yeah. No, we, we leave little markings you for can, each other. Consi- There's a pie. Y- yes, uh, police here. Yeah. Uh, unfriendly dog. We consider ourselves to be... Amateur writers, in that sure. we haven't necessarily been paid for a feature-length movie. We've been paid to write stuff. We've been paid to write stuff, but not nothing to this nothing. extent. Yes, yes. Okay. So, in terms of pitching cards onto the board okay. and breaking down scenes. Yes. All right. So, this drifter comes in and gives them... Uh, a little bit of advice that tends to work out for them. Yes. And it helps Bo convince himself that this guy actually could help them in the future. Right. He's already helped them just by being a warm body. Yes, in that he's an adult, he's older than 18, and he apparently can he- hold it together long enough to convince the league manager that yeah. he's he's our coach. All right. The guy gives a couple bits of information that help him out. Do you think... What do you think the next scene should be logically that like he's a drifter? We don't know anything about him. And he just gave us some tidbits to help us win a scrimmage. In my mind, I think, okay, the next scene should be the team trying to come to grips with like being bow leading the charge to be like, this guy is going to help us. Mm-hmm. And there should be a push and pull between the team. of Like he's a, dr- it's a scam, man. This guy, he can't, he can't coach us. You know, it's it's, it's, for a, it's a scam. Versus Bo being like, no, we should listen to him, and then we should cut to him, like a reverse of him, like a sleep in the dugout. Yes. So, like, Bo has to try and convince the drifter to basically Michigan J-Frog himself into helping them. Yes. I think Bo should consider himself to be the team leader. Mm-hmm. That's what I think it is. And I think that Bo should be like, I'm the one in charge. I'm the one that's actually coaching this team. And then when uh Burt Reynolds finally wakes up and says like tells the other kids, he should be telling the other kids. He shouldn't be and telling Bo's Bo like, what, what to the do. What the fuck, man? Oh, no, like, the shift is this way. And they're like, he told us to do it. And, and then like And then we did it and we won. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Bo should be struggling with that. But Bo at the same time is like, he's the only fucking adult who's been here more than one day in a row. So I angry and I'm conflicted with him because he's also a stand-in for my father, Yes, who isn't here, so I want to love him, but I also i am repelled by him because mm-hmm. he's a strong male figure. That's what it should be. Instead- Instead, we cut to a really weird montage where the kids-
0: <laughs>
1: We cut to a montage of him- Going to a barber shop and getting a haircut and his uh, face shaved. But we know that they only had 38 cents. So how are they paying for any of this? I don't know. It's the hobo law, man. Oh, Maybe they it. saw it's like free haircuts. Yeah, free haircuts for hobos. And Isn't then, there like an awful song playing too? Yes, there's like an original terrible song that's like, uh, jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those peeps? Yeah, but, like, like yeah. but it's kind of like that, but it's- Look it's, at a, that face. Yes, look at that face. Exactly. Look at that face. Look at that face. And then we they get him some nice clothes. They they they, they well, ditch the shabby the shabby suit. I kind of liked his shabby shoot, suit more than yeah, the but, garbage yeah, n- that now they he's give him. now he's just nothing but denim. He's like wearing a denim shirt. Yeah, and, he looks and like and Jay like, Leno. Tight jeans. Uh, and so they make him look like an actual person. And these kids are like over the moon, like they got a goddamn dog. Like <laughs> that's the giving him a bath. That's the problem with, that I have with this movie is that these that at no point. Does it make any sense for these kids to talk about Burt Reynolds' character like it's this like dog? Yes. That they that has no agency over himself and are making these huge. I would love it if it was a movie that was about Bo, like absolutely convinced that this guy was going to save their, yes, their season and him for to just be an absolute worthless dirtbag vagrant. that's well, just that, that somehow like Bo is so convinced. And it's just crushing to him that the fact that like that this didn't pan out. Well, what would be amazing would be if Bo did find that card and was like, "Oh my God, it's the guy from the Kansas yes. City Athletics." And then we find out he's like, "No, that was my brother." Oh yeah, he just, did, it, yeah. He, we look. He similar. died. He in, died, and I'm a drunk. Like I'm not the guy you think I am, mm-hmm. but there's a reason why I look just like him. Also, wouldn't it have been better? just within the confines of what this is sure if instead because this is you your description is apt he is like a dog because he has no he seems to have no memory or agency Mm -hmm. he's just shuffled along and the kids get to do whatever they want to him i would have preferred because they're making him live in a stable like a goddamn horse i would have preferred if the kids shaved him <laughs> and like he was passed out drunk. And oh, they were and like, they just we gotta c- clean we him gotta up. Clean, clean him up. Yeah, so they like hose him, him down. Yeah, they hose him, and we see him in the next scene, and he's just his face is ripped to shreds because they use like a kitchen knife yeah. to try to shave him. Well, because and then the uh, the later scene, another scene is they uh, they put him up in the stables and they get him a little cot. But then they're like, and we have to feed him. So then they just feed him livers. livers. Why? That's what they had. It's oafal. <sighs> Like a dog. But he also isn't upset about it. No, but he's like, like, what are you you feeding me? And they're like, goodbye. And And they're just like, isn't it funny that we fed him liver? Cold liver? And he's like, eh, I guess it's fine. Act two. Bo and Bama continue to talk about God and talk about Sparky Anderson again. (laughs) Well, that's a redundancy, isn't it? Well, they're one and the same. The kids finish Praxis and Hooksy... For some reason, okay. So there's this like I mentioned a bunch of the kids that are in the group, but there's a bunch of them. There's Big Head. He's like a big fat kid, mm-hmm. and they have another person running in their group that they call Indian. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's because he's Native American. Never established. Hooksy asks Indian if the, if he's offended that there is a team called the Cleveland Indians, right? Despite the fact that they are known as the Indian Town Indians. Yes. Indian says I'd be more offended if they were the Miami Indians, which pretty pretty good burn on the Cleveland Indians. Even though yeah, I don't they get, were I don't get it. World Series bound because they live in Miami. Right. So he's like I'd be upset if they were our if team. If they were our team, yes. I think that's the joke. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work for a shitty joke. To celebrate a great practice. Yes. Okay, so they had a really good practice and they're like, we should do something to celebrate. Bo snaps his fingers, and he says, I've got it. I've got just the idea. Okay. Okay. This could be fun. You know? Maybe uh, they're going to go carousing. Maybe they're going to go, like, f- like go fire shoot some guns out. Or they're going to, like, ramp some BMX bikes. They're going to go boogie I, boarding. I would assume they're going to go ri- to the beach. They're going to ride their bicycles. They're going to go to Alaska. Okay. They're going to ride their bicycles, and they're going to uh, have a... Um jousting competitions with baseball bats okay that's
0: something they're that's gonna actually something each
1: other and just hit each other with and, bats. and we're gonna see a wide shot of burt reynolds just watching this yeah, just, and yeah and then like the the keep, the, keep that elbow the up. league official comes running up and he's like what's going on and he's like practice setting practice yeah and then the coach's like Ugh. Oh, And then yeah we can see that he's or they're like, like hitting mailboxes he's that's not good fine. around children but they because there's an adult there apparently that's something <laughs> they're like all right your problem uh Instead, they decide to load up the time machine and travel back to 1943. And for some reason. All right. Okay. Am I? Okay. So. All right. To be clear, I was very confused as to what year this movie took place. And it has to have taken place in the current time of 1993 1993 because they talk about the Florida Marlins which would have just been a new team, a new expansion team for the Major League Baseball. I love it when Andrew Minority reports a movie to figure out what era it takes place in. Yeah, I'm like constantly, I'm rewinding back. I'm like, like, oh, hold on. There's a mailbox there. They didn't make that before 78. Yeah, but the way it boils down is like what sports team was active, or if I'm watching it with him, it's always, well, there was a commercial for Mac tonight, so we know (laughs) that it was... <laughs> roughly 91-ish. Uh they mention OJ Simpson being a nice guy. Okay, so we know all that right. it was before so 93. Three. okay? They go to a movie theater where they are going to go see a Jane Russell film. This is The Outlaw, right? Yes. It's Howard Hughes. Yes. The 19 outlaw. 1943 is The Outlaw. But the way it's set up makes it seem like they're using Burt Reynolds to sneak into an R-rated a film, a porno. Yeah, like a yeah, exactly. If they had actually gone to a porno or shot their own like fake adult film, yeah, like not. I'm not saying pornographic adult film. No, I'm like, like if like they an were going, R-rated film. Yes, Angel Heart or Eight and a Half Weeks. <laughs> yes, yeah, or yeah, the the angels with the uh, dirty faces, dirty faces. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but I'm say- what well, yeah, I'm saying like a. Erotic thriller. That's what the kids want to (laughs) see. We're going to sneak into a movie, an R rated film, Bart. It's called Bart and Fink. Bart and Fink. Bart and Fink. They're going to go see Naked Lunch. I can think of two things wrong with that title. And so they go and see, so he buys all these tickets for these kids to go see 1943's The Outlaw. At a revival theater. At a revival theater, and he's, like, holding his- it, it, And the kids are so fucking into it. There is, yes, and Burt Reynolds is, like, covering kids' faces, like, again, they're looking at pornography. The, like, oh, my God, it's the most tame. So who pitched this? Did Was Bo like, yes, we're gonna go see an adult film, it's called The, the Outlaw-, Outlaw. And they're like, when did, wait, why is this in black and white? Where 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 are we? (laughs) (laughs) The way it's portrayed is that Hooksy is looking at the movie poster. Yes. And she is a very busty lady. And he looks at this picture, this old time picture of Jane Russell, and he's like, "Wow, wow, that's a woman. Yes, it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) I'm not saying it makes sense. I'm just saying it's what happened. All right, so that happens. JC goes to check on his granddad who basically tells his grandson, he's like, I'm dying. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I will not be here anymore. And JC is just like, whoosh, This right over his head. There are so many scenes in this movie where I laughed aloud, (laughs) and this was one of them. Grandfather telling grandson, I'm oh, going to die. Grandfather, <laughs> I'm going to die. <laughs> you're not that oh, old. Oh, yes, I am. Uh, shouldn't make you laugh, but it does because it's done so poorly. Where yes. He's like, well, I'll be moving on pretty soon. And but he's you're like, not going anywhere, going grandfather. Going to where? The living room, grandpa? And he's like, no, off to heaven. He's like, no, this is, no, this is Miami, not heaven. Oh, grandpa, you're so confused. Yeah, I mean, he's, it's he's like I have awful. the dumbest. I don't grandson. understand why the scene is in the movie. I don't understand why it's happening. It's awful. Well, Andrew, funny JC's story. A bit dense. That's all. During practice, Hooksy's dad shows up and wants to watch his son uh, practice. Take some grounders bit. or something. But it's pretty clear that Hooksy is embarrassed it's by his father. father. Yes, he's like, "What are you doing here in your gardening truck?" And he's like, "Can't I see my son play?" And And he's like, like, "Yeah, but prefer if you didn't freshen up a bit." But Hooksy still tells his father that he loves him. Yes. Okay. Another scene that happens that I don't know what it's supposed to be. Hooksy then goes to talk to Bo and Bama, and they realize that Jack's got to get a job, which prompts them to go look at the unemployment office and try and get Jack a goddamn job. And I, I'm at at this point, I'm like, "Are these motherfuckers gonna play a single?" Fucking baseball game. <laughs> what about the fundamentals? <laughs> where fielding, grounding, taking a walk? Okay, yes. Where leaning into slap tags, cleaning a guy? Where is fucking baseball in this baseball movie? I want him movie. to teach him the, the hidden ball trick. You just hold a potato in your pocket. Why are we? Tra- why is this? Why is this Sandlot knockoff sh- shit movie just never showing any baseball? Not showing we're any just, baseball. Just, we're at the field for a minute. Instead, they're like. Well, let's help an old drifter get a job, and I'm like, "Great, sounds fun. This will be a great second act." So they go to the unemployment Fuck. office, and their case, and the caseworker for Jack, uh, apparently, because Jack basically tells him he's like, "I can't remember the past." amount of my life i i only know like 2 weeks ago and that's it but i'm a handsome white guy but i'm a handsome white guy so it's all right he's like you're not that mental patient that escaped and jack's like i don't, I don't know think so and he's like, and he's <laughs> like ah, that's a good one <laughs> you didn't kill a guy did you he's like i, I don't know he's like <laughs> <laughs> God, I you, like this you guy you should be a comedian do i have any filings for a comedian, comedian? i like that you're not answering my direct question did you all. ever that's go to fun. did you ever go to prison did you ever do time nah, maybe oh okay uh, okay, all right oh and it says here you're working with kids that's great. that's great that is great unfortunately that is that does not pay you can't tell me if you've never killed someone or if you have an arrest record but you're with kids so i like you okay so instead they find him the unemployment office gets him a job busting up logs. <laughs> I don't know what this what would is. Pay. What job is this for? Also, is, is, just, this is there an just a is there just an old lady that wants firewood and she's like, That's I pay him a, I pay him a quarter a log. <laughs> at what looks like a county fair, we then have batting practice. Why? I don't know. I'm also angry at <laughs> some We're not done with the log splitting. Okay, all right. For some reason, the kids are watching him from bushes. Yes, and they're like, he's getting strong. Well, yeah, he's exercising because Burt Reynolds is like wearing like a tank top and he's like showing off his arms while he's busting up these logs. Oh, it's so awful. And it's like, why did you put this scene in this movie where kids talk about how buff you are? There's a lot of watching their coach through windows or are hidden, like. It happens at the barbershop, it happens here, it happens during the That's date, that. it happens it happens yeah. when he's asking. Yeah, it's uh so whatever what, it looks like a county fair. Jack is pitching some balls to the kids in what it looks like a batting cage. Right. But it's weird because there's like art like a there's like people selling like macrame stuff, and there's like a like a dog vendor. Yeah, it's a county fair. But why? Why are they taking batting practice? They're like I'm like, Mark, dude, <laughs> I can't I can't record this weekend. Uh, softball team and I got to go to the L.A. County Fair. <laughs> we got batting practice. <laughs> we had to pay a thirty-dollar cover charge right. to get in. We're gonna eat a waffle uh, that's got a chicken finger inside of it. Well, and then Andrew's... I'm gonna. We have to rent the batting cage there. Well, you know that um. You know the batting machines cost six hundred dollars. That's true. That is true. So to instead, get six kids into the L.A. County Fair, no, that's like, that's cheaper. That's like tr- that's like saying I have to train for this strongman competition, so I have to go to the midway and and do that uh, hammer and <laughs> bell thing. Bing! Oh man, it turns out I am a love stud. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. I don't best, know. I don't know. So no, but the best part is is that. So, okay, they're at a county fair for some reason, and we know it's a county fair because there's a big banner that says, like, Indian Town County Fair. Fair." There's a batting practice taking place. The rich pricks and their coach show up in, like, an open-top convertible, like they're the grand marshal of a one-man asshole parade. Yes. (laughs) He's got, like, 20 kids in this one car, they like come in like honking their horn. They're like, "Oh shit, it's the Indian Town County Fair. We got to go and bust up their batting practice." I know exactly where they're gonna be. Get in the jalopy. We're going. So this is Joe Theismann. He shows up and uh, he uh, he gives a little bit of the razz to Burt Reynolds. Yes. And the uh, Rich Dicks also Ever play a little college ball. Yeah, I played for Notre Dame four years. We won everything that they had, we could. So Joe Theismann decides to take a couple cracks at uh, the batting machine. Didn't, you know, Didn't put... play well enough to go to a real college. Apparently but not. Sure, sure right. whatever. Notre Dame, wow. Oh, cool. Did you know the halfback there?
0: <laughs> From please, that movie that, listen, that we didn't watch. Please listen
1: to our Robin of Loxley episode <laughs> to understand why I'm staring daggers at um, Andrew right now. Uh, so Joe Theismann, Coach Theismann, takes some rips. He's got some lumber. Yeah. But he's only hitting on the intermediate setting. Yeah gives the bat to uh Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds, and says, Burt Reynolds holds this bat like he's going to kill someone. Like yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> Yes. It should be an Excalibur moment where he's like, "Oh, I've never felt so alive." We should we should I've see never... flashes of him like like maybe we hear like a baseball announcer yeah. or something, but instead instead he's just... like, "Oh, he's going to kill Uh-oh. that. He's oh, going to kill oh, Joe Theismann. He's going to murder him in front of everybody." They, they cranked the machine up to throw in some 95-mile-per-hour heaters. And uh, Bert's hitting them out of the park. He's doing really well. Meanwhile, Reba. on the lumber. Reba, however, they they catch each other's eyes. Yes. She appears to be six counties over because we've got the longest lens in the world <laughs> shooting her by a tree. They were spying on her at the makeup yeah, chair. Yeah, it's like they're not in the same place at all he's looking like over he's looking to the right and down she's looking left and up Mm -hmm. they're nowhere near Well, left and down but it's a mess it's an absolute mess so she's impressed by the fact that he's hitting some he's hitting some dingers reba uh has we go to our, our next scene reba has mr garrett troubles and her son tries to cheer her up by threatening to hit mr garrett with the car I'm going to kill him. I'm going gonna, gonna to kill kill fucking kill him. I'm going fucking kill him. I'm going to put him in the lake. So in response to this, Bo tries to convince Jack to go on a date with his, his mother. Mom. Weird. It is weird. So he hides- Wouldn't hypes... this be a great potential for drama? Mm-hmm. If Reba was into Jack and Jack was into Reba and Bo is like, what the fuck is this? Yes. You're the coach. Shouldn't this be drama instead yeah, it's of a, a, just a, be... a testing dirty situation? Yes, it's like a it's a goddamn uh Hallmark movie. Yes. It's like like I wa- the kids want him to get together and put his penis in his mom. Yeah, it's it's weird because Bo and Bama are over the moon trying to get Jack to the ask. The homeless to get, drifter. The homeless drifter that they found in a dugout a week and a half ago. And that they covered basically covered in vomit in birds. And uh, who's living in a stable. Yes. And that they're illegally just feeding like uh, whatever scraps they find on the floor of the deli. Jesus. But instead, yes, here's a person I would love my mother to date. And so they they hype him up and they say, go ask Reba to um, get some digits. Yeah. And he he tries to, but he's so nervous that he throws Bama and Bo under the bus. He says, you see those brats in the window that are following me around constantly? They put me up to this. So I don't know what you want to do about that, but it it doesn't matter because Reba's impressed by Jack. Jack gets some digits. Then we have this awful scene where Jack is talking to Bo and Bama, and they're like, we're going to get killed. And he's like, well, I don't know about that. Your mom wants to go on a date with me. They're like, Uh, all right. And And they give each other high fives. And he's like, but she's still going to kill you. And they're like, oh, no, low fives. And then he's like, I'm just kidding. High fives. All right, I guess that's the end of the scene. He just shuffles off. Middle five. The date happens. And Jack is weird and mysterious. and But the boys seem to be very obsessed with making sure that Jack gets laid. Because this they're is, like, he is an awful first date. But Reba is all about him. No, she's There's all in. There's no reason for her to be interested in this weird drifter. But knowing but because what, because knowing what her daddy dating background is 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 like this, she might have some issues. I'm sure she has some issues. It's just like it's so self indulgent that it's like, well, Burt Reynolds can go on a date and do anything, mm-hmm. and Reba, who's a star, her star is in the ascension right now. Yes, Burt Reynolds is on the way down. Mm-hmm. Boogie Nights is a long way off. Mm-hmm. It's saying I could still get Reba. Yeah. Yeah. She's enamored. She likes this she guy loves him. who can't answer a fucking question about his own past and history over the, except Stumbles for the last 2 over. weeks. Stumbles over, doesn't have a car. Mm-hmm. They take her car. They take her car and uh he's like, yeah, it's it's a mess. It's awful. It's a mess, it's awful. but they seem to be getting along. Walking after the date, Mr. Garrett arrives and wants to forcefully talk to Reba, but Jack steps in and tries to get Mr. Garrett to leave. He says, why, oh, okay. you, uh, why don't you go to the restaurant we just went to? They got a good uh, squid ink pasta. What did you say to me? Said squid ink pasta. they fighting words. I've never had it before, but uh, she seemed to like it. They got a good tiramisu. Mmm. Tasty. And he just talks about his dinner for like 20 minutes. <laughs> it's, it's weird. It's awful. But this prompts a fight between Jack and Mr. Garrett, but Jack... Basically, kicks the shit out of Mr. Garrett, yeah. grabs his fist, throws him to the ground. He breaks his wrist. Back at Reba's place, Reba says, I don't know where all that rage that you have is coming from. I've seen this before. You don't even have a fuse. You don't have a short fuse. You don't have a long fuse. You got no you just fuse. turn You're just on zero to 100. Go where the crazy? fuck is all this coming from? And Jack's like, I, I don't know. To be very clear, I don't know. I don't know if I have brain I don't know. damage. I'm crazy. i a sick man. I, am a crazy, I have a lot of violent issues. You probably shouldn't trust me. You shouldn't trust me, and you especially shouldn't trust me around children, because I don't know. I'm telling you right now, I don't know. She says that's good enough, and gives him a make smooch. Out. Gives him a smooch, and then goes inside. Back at the field, the next day, the rich pricks insult Hooksy by saying that his dad smells like manure, and Hooksy decides to take a swing at uh, these rich dickheads. This is as close as we get to a good burn. Yeah. Because the kid, the, in any movie we've seen, mm-hmm. the rich kids are saying, hey, Hooksy, should we talk to you or your dad? And he says, about what? And they're like, you, you and your dad smell like shit. Yeah. You and your gardener dickhead. Also, by the way, I don't know if you noticed this or not. They call him Hooksy. I know why. Okay. I yeah. All right. So they call so the kid's name is Hooksy because their last name is like Hook and Looper. Mm-hmm. These kids, these rich dickheads, come up and they're like, Hey, Hook nose." Yeah. And I was like, Jesus okay. Christ. All right. Okay. This Woof. This is serious. And that's not the thing that sets him off. It's no. the, like your dad smells your dad like, shit. like shit. <laughs> Which oh man, the next chance I get at work to pull that one, you better believe I am. The best part of this scene though is Burt Reynolds comes sprinting up. He's like, Alright, break it up, break, break it up. up. But the best part is is that he just starts just launching kids. <laughs> yeah, this this is another thing that made me laugh. So he grabs one of the rich pricks. And he basically just, just throws, throws him, into him space. through the air. His arms and legs just pinwheel out. He's like a starfish. And this we don't, kid. we don't see and him. We don't fall. see anything. And so it's he so just so grabs so him by the belt and lifts him off the hooksy, <laughs> and then he's just, he's like, just gone. <laughs> and I have to imagine the actor was not expecting <laughs> this because it's he just so gets great. ripped right off, and he just. Spirals through the air and out of frame, and that's it. That's the last we oh, yeah. ever see of that kid. Kill that kid. It's fantastic. Jack talks to Hooksy in the dugout, and he says it's important and honorable to remember that what you know that what a parent does, what a father does. Take he, care of his kid? He has a five minute rambling you just drunken go, yes, thing he just, where he says <laughs> like my pop never did anything for me, but yeah. I don't remember that. But <laughs> if you wanna you want, if you gotta throw you a should, left hook, you gotta throw a left hook. Uh, but but the gotta, kid's dad uh, that's is important. the thing that matters. You gotta and remember baseball. That. Baseball's but like gotta, a dad it's like where it down, teaches you. You have to hunker it down you just teaching you learn teach it's right here. It's all on the inside. I'm glad we have this talk. All right. I got to go bury that body. It's <laughs> not moving. And apparently this wins over Hooksy. So, okay. Check one. All right. So now there's <laughs> all right. a, uh, Burt Reynolds has a laundry list of all the personal problems that he has to solve of every For one every of his child. problematic yes. children on his team. Back at Bama's. We find out over the radio that the pe- the mental patient was captured, so that like, whole thread is gone. In, in something that I assume was was completed, uh, it was uh, created out of whole cloth during the editing process. Uh, in that, because well, yes. all of this is through ADR. Yes, there's some ADR moments where I feel like they were remaking the movie in the edit. Yes, because so that whole thread of of worrying to be like, oh my god, is is, is, is there is a mental patient? Is he a mental patient? Is this like? They're gonna catch him. And they're like, no, he's actually nice. It's yeah. all been a mistake. No, that that stuff that it, no, all of that, that, that worry has now been resolved completely off camera. It was nothing, and it's never been anything. Back at Bama's, though. However, we see Bama sneaking around, and then he goes into his room, turns on the radio, and his drunk shithead dad. Okay, all right, all right, all right. No, this is, this is some problem. I want to back up on okay. this. All right, domestic abuse in this regard is. Very serious. Very serious. Very serious, uh, and a, a very big issue. And in a different movie, this it, this plot thread could actually mean something. This plot thread could also be the entire movie. Yes, that you it have. It could this, be a movie. Like, you, you have this so kid here. who has a lot of potential, but he's being held back by the fact that he's got this shithead drunk of a dad who's also abusive. Yes. But in this circumstance, Bama sneaks in, turns on the radio. His dad, like, kicks down the door after Bama already sees that he's passed out drunk in the bathtub. Mm -hmm. So his dad busts in for for no reason. For no reason. There's no escalation here. There's no, like, turn that radio off. Kicks the door down. Grabs Bama. Bama jumps on the bed to try to circumvent his father and i was like oh oh no oh yeah. god is this oh, no. is this where i think yeah that's oh. what we thought i was like oh god i think it's possible that is what is happening uh, well i think it's i guess implied. but instead in the footage that we see in the movie he basically then just starts slapping his back with a belt yes why don't know i don't know there's no escalation The the dad just just like went from zero to a thousand, Mm -hmm. woke up and is just like, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm I'm just gonna beat the shit out of my son right now." And uh, that's where the scene ends. So then we go to practice. We see that Hooksy has brought his dad to practice, and his dad wants him to be a coach on the team. So that previous, he's an assistant coach. That previous thing where he's like, "Uh, okay, I, I mean, at least Hooksy has an arc." I hated my dad. I was embarrassed by my dad. Uh, I coach, heard coach ramble in a t- in the dugout for five minutes, and now I like my dad. N- now, I, now I I want my dad to be a part of the team, and I want everybody to know who my dad is, and I want my dad to know all my friends. Yes. Okay. That's okay, an that's, arc. Something. That's, that's something. That's something. All right. So it's just yes. It's it's it also so we it, wrap that up in a nice little bow. We put it out in the backfield. Okay. Next thing. Okay. Hooksy's problem is solved. He loves his dad. He's proud of his dad because he takes care of him. Okay, great. Check mark. Jack hires him as the uh, outfield coach. We then see that Bama is dogging it a bit during practice and is running a little gingerly, and Jack is giving him some shit about it. He says, We have a weird of, none shot. None of this Olay bullshit. We have a weird shot where it's a close up of Jack's face looking right down the barrel of the camera, and he says, Hey, you've been dogging it all day. Now get to this bag. Right. It's the only time we ever see a shot anything like this in this movie. I feel like they shot it in Burt Reynolds' backyard. They might have. I was reading on IMDb that these baseball fields are were at his estate. Okay. So Bama slides into the bag and uh, looks like he fucks up his leg. So Burt Reynolds pulls him aside and he's like, oh, man, let's take a look. Meanwhile, Bo is like, it's not his leg, man. So Burt Reynolds is like, lift, sh- lift up your shirt, son. He no, lifts a- <laughs> he's like, lift that shirt up. No, <laughs> lift that shirt up. No. Yeah, they kind of. It, it's three times, and then finally, Burt Reynolds lifts his shirt up and sees a bunch of lashes on the back on his back, and puts two and two together and realizes he's got a dirtbag shithead father who uh, apparently Beats is his kid beating his kid. He gives Bo or he gives Bama a big hug while Bama beats into Burt Reynolds back. And he says, it's not your I hate fault. Him. I hate him. It's not your him. fault. It's not your fault. But I love him. It's not your fault. But I love him. So this prompts Jack <clears throat> mm-hmm. to show up at Bama's house. Yep. To have a conversation with Bama's dad. Right. And he's like, hey, Bama's dad. Beating the shit out of your son, huh? Are you a cop? No. Then you better get off the lawn. Okay. All right. So right now at this point, you're thinking to yourself, "This is weird. Bad. Bad. It's very wish fulfillment. That's yes. like, all right. Bad things happen because shitheads are allowed to do this. Wouldn't it be cool if you could just show up and, and beat the shit beat out the of the shit out of this guy? So." Burt Reynolds is like, no, I'm gonna stay on my ground. He's like, if I, you knock that shit off, you motherfucker. So they get into a fight. This fight goes on for hand to god about ten minutes. Yes, it just goes. <laughs> it's so, it's like they live. It's like they live. It's like put the sunglasses on. No, this fight just, just keeps knees into the ground Going, keeps going. Throws him into a bush. He gets back up. He gets back. He's, he hits his him. head on a. He like, oh my god! He like puts so... his head through a banister, yes. and then he's like, "Stay down!" And so the drunk shithead dad gets back up. He has and a he baseball bat. Him and again. He just hits. Yeah. He hits Burt Reynolds in the arm with a baseball bat, and he's like, "Oh god, my arm!" But then he takes the he takes the dad and bashes his head on the hood of a car. Yes, he's bleeding everywhere. He's bleeding all over the place. And then the two of them look at each other, and he's like, "Who the hell are you?" He's like, "I'm your son's baseball coach." And then he runs. He spears him. He spears he Goldberg. Him. Spears <laughs> yes. him. He spears into a, a fence. wooden fence, and then that's the and end then, of the scene. And then just fade over. out into the commercial. And it's like, what, what the, the fuck, fuck is, this? is this? Also, like, given what we know, like this isn't going to solve the no! problem. No, in is, fact, this is this only going to make things worse. Yes, for now Bama. the kid, now Bama's going to get murdered. Yes. But in this crazy wish fulfillment movie, the next time we see Bama and Bo talking, Bama's like, my dad's like a kitten now. He's like, oh, yeah. All my dad needed. I don't know what happened. All my dad needed was for another white guy to beat the shit Just out of him. Just knock him fucking dead and put him through a... He's like, I had to rebuild a fence, but, but beyond it that... Seems unrelated to me. Whatever. And and I was watching this. I was like, what the, the Also, is like, this? isn't this a family film? Like, what is this? Uh, yeah. That yeah. like... Ugh. who who thought this was a good idea Burt Reynolds do <laughs> you think he wrote this scene he's yes. like I should go in and beat I the think, shit out yes. of dad up yes beat the I I go and I beat the shit out of an abusive father and I'm the hero Reba and Jack this is act three by the way Reba and Jack have a long date montage and they seem to be hitting it off and then we get a montage of them practicing and the team is doing great Mark well, finally, we have them playing baseball. Yeah. Well, they're not even playing baseball. It's practice, it's right? Practice. It's they're just practice. They're taking grounders. They're well, taking no, grounders. Because Burt here, Reynolds here's the, thing. Them. here's the thing. I didn't mention it, is that Coach Joe Theismann shows up to say, I've got good news and bad news. The schedule's been released. You're going to be playing us in the first game of the season. And we never lose. And we never lose. So it sucks that you have to start your season off with a loss. And that's the only stakes that are in this whole fucking thing, is that they might lose one game of probably, I'm going to assume, like a 20-game season. Mm-hmm. To these rich fucks who cares? Also, the thing is that there's no repercussions to this. No. Because the other thing is as I what I was watching it is like, okay, so what's gonna end up happening is this guy, this drunk asshole dad's gonna weasel out of this because the cops are gonna show up yes. and they're gonna be like, Who the fuck is this guy? And now it's gonna have to be up to the team to be like, No, he was defending his son. Like right. you make it a thing instead. No, he beats the no, piss it just out happens of him and it's over. Beats the piss out of him for 15 minutes. Everyone seems to be okay with it. He washes his hands the whole thing. He's like, now I got to
0: go to practice. Yeah. We're playing pepper today.
1: <laughs> While Bo is pitching, Jack goes up to the mound to try and give him some advice. Cause, uh, he's like, you, are trying to head hunt against your teammates. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. man? It's fucked up. Bo's like, you're not my dad. You're right. Cool. Andrew, what if right before this scene, okay, what about this? Okay. Let me fix this. Yeah. We have the date montage. mm mm-hmm. uh, Bo and Hooksy are following them on their date. hmm they're, they're, like, giving each other fist bumps. They're like, oh, he's putting his arm around my mom. They love each other. They like each other. This is working out. Then they're all back at his house, and Reva's like, why don't you go to sleep now? And he's like, all right, stay out of trouble, you two. And then Bo goes to bed and he pulls a blanket over his head. And then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All night. <laughs> and then we just push in on his eyes. Just wait a minute. I did this. <laughs> oh,
0: no. Yeah, Bama,
1: there should be someone else on the team that's like, what are you. Why, why do you want why him why would to you, fail your you want mom? This guy? And he like points to him. And you just <laughs> see, just he's just got chaw just dribbling down his. Oh. He's just, it's just. Oh. Scratching his groin yeah. in the dugout, you like you want, that, you want guy that guy, to be railing your mother, <laughs> woodcutter. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? At J.C.'s, it's apparent that his grandfather has died. We see- J.C. comes home and sees there's an ambulance in the front lawn. <sighs> yes. J.C. finally puts two and two together. Wait, and he's like, when he said Wait, he was gonna hold die, on. when he was gonna, did he mean when like, he was gonna, gonna die? die? No, because I thought, no, no, because he said he was, he had to go. He had to go somewhere I thought forever. He, but, but I thought he was like talking about the bathroom. And my dad would be there. And then, but my dad's dead. And now So maybe he's he was dead. like, maybe going to the cemetery to visit. But then Because there's a the bathroom sick. at the cemetery. But the, he never. Hold on. Wait, but there's an ambulance here. And that usually means. Well, who's in the ambulance? Oh, my grandfather. Okay, so he's the driver? He got a job? That's great. I'm happy for him. No. All right, I'm going to go read. Well, it's weird that he would be able to drive from the back while laying in a gurney that's got a blanket over it. But my grandfather's really good at this kind of stuff. He was in the war. So, Grandpa's dead. Grandpa's dead, and this freaks out JC. JC goes sprinting after... The ambulance, the ambulance, which apparently turns into a manhunt, then because he gets, lost in, he gets lost in the woods, he gets lost in the in the swamp, right? Yeah, in the, in the Everglades, and uh, they got a little Flight one crashes. Yes, there's all that jet fuel there. It's all there's a plane. Heads of just a big mess. Ernest Borgnine's like a ghost. Yes. He's like, there will never you be go back, son. There will never be another coach of the Indian Town Indians. <laughs> uh, during this manhunt. Burt Reynolds finds J.C. wandering around. He's uh, got a flashlight. He finds J.C. on top of a tree that's overhanging a river. And he tries to convince J.C. to come on down. A limb on the tree breaks. J.C. falls into the water. J.C. falls into the water. And it's like that uh, song where he watches that, that guy drown. Susudia. yeah. No, he uh, Burt Reynolds is like paralyzed with paralyzed, some kind of fear yes. or emotion that he's not going to jump in after JC. Bo shows up and, and is like, like, "Hey, save him!" Fuck when, you! Why the fuck isn't JC jumping into the water? JC's in the water. You saying Bo? Sure. Why didn't Bo? Yeah, well, because yeah, yeah. Bo's there. Bo's there. Bo's but there long he's enough to chastise the, at the Burt coach. Reynolds. He doesn't know if he can swim. So Burt Reynolds gets snapped out of this funk and jumps into the water and saves JC and performs mouth-to-mouth resuscitation on him. But this entire experience apparently snaps something into place. Burt Reynolds out of whatever his uh, amnesia is, because fugue state. Okay, all so right. JC, you've all probably been wondering what the fuck's been going on in this movie. Uh, yeah, we're Would we're gonna like to we're know? going to invite you into the drawing room and explain everything as far as we understand it. So JC is saved. He's fine. He's breathing. But Burt Reynolds continues to try and perform mouth to mouth on him because he's, he's, there's an issue. He's snapped. They pull him off, and they pull him to the side. So then Burt Reynolds, Reynolds staggers off into the dirt, right? Lays on a beach. Reba McIntyre comes to console him. Right. She says JC's fine. Burt Reynolds then has a meandering, Burt weird... Reynolds has a rock in front of his mouth. Okay, Yes. He then gives a two-minute long ADR rambling, like incoherent babble about what he's been up to and why he's doing the things In, that he's doing. Incoherent but surprisingly lucid because it all happens chronologically. Yes. He's a, like And his hey. mouth and his mouth is behind a rock. So, so it can be whatever he wants. We're literally holding on this shot and it's, it's a like, single shot of Reba reacting to whatever he's saying, like, huh? Come again? Yeah. Oh no. Oh, that's awful. Oh, but I'm happy for you. Oh, bad news. Mm-hmm. Oh no. So he gives this rambling monologue, and from what I understand, he was a baseball player. Yes. He flamed out. Yes. He then got married. Yes. Got his wife pregnant, even though she was an older woman. Yes. She dies during childbirth. Yes. He has a daughter. Yes. The daughter has a swimming incident. She goes out swimming past the buoy. And presumably drowns. Yes. And all of this trauma has finally led to him having this amnesiatic break where he just leaves. And he doesn't know how long he's been gone, but he just drifted out of his own personal life. Yes. And has just been wandering around ever since. Yes. Yes. And this whole thing has finally come to a catalyst in that, by saving JC, all of these emotions has just come rushing back yes. for him to explain it behind this rock. Am I wrong? That's what happens. Okay. As far as we can tell. Reba says, you have to go he back- He could also be describing the plot of The Natural. That's true, Why too. Why do we assume that it's his That's own true. life that he's that talking true. about? Imagine if like something traumatic happened to me, and I was like, <laughs> Twin Pines Mall, and then I saw the dog exploded, and he blew up Einstein. But is that right? But the, but he, he had he pinball He had pinball parts, and then he got gunned down. And I said, can you do 90, assholes? And then I drove really fast, and I crashed into a barn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're like, you got to go back, man. You got to go back, You got to go, go back. Tonight, I'm going to send you back to the AMC theaters. <laughs> I hate it. Um, so Riva says, oh, man, that's fucked up. <laughs> that's uh, weird. I've been dating a crazy person this whole time. How come no one told me? She says, you were married? Uh, no, she says, you got to go back. And he's like, but what about Somewhere. the kids? I got to coach them. And she's like, kids will be fine with whatever his name's dad. Hooks that's
0: fucking bummed.
1: He's got to go show up. He smells like shit, man. <laughs> he does smell like shit, man. But, That's why Hook is likes you. Yeah, <laughs> You remind him of his dad. You both smell like shit. So you got to go back to your, your old life. You, can't, you, you shouldn't have just left it. And so he does. So what is his old life? Okay, so the kids head up to the loft and finds all of Jack's stuff there. But then we see what Jack's life is. We see a very quick establishing shot of New York, New York? City. New York City! That's right. He has a posh office and like a receptionist. She calls him doctor. He's some kind of a doctor. He's some kind of a doctor, but this doesn't look like a medical office. No, is it like, is he like a doctor of theology? Like, <laughs> this is a, is a... <laughs> doctor? Doctor, tell me the news. Yes, uh, no, I, he's like a sports physical therapist or something. Uh, yes, right? I think that's true. He's got a bunch of he's got, of, like he's got sports of... memorabilia all over his very posh New York style office, which I am assuming is Burt Reynolds' actual, actual office. It's the day of the big game. And a bunch of rich pricks between the rich pricks and the Indians. Now, Andrew, there's a lot of fanfare. There's a lot. There's, there's a like, lot there's happening like in six this. Six bands. Okay. There's yes. children doing tumbling exercises. They're like five. There's a clown on stilts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So what is happening? Uh, I can tell you, there was not this much fanfare when I started my summer season. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But yes, there's a big ti- there's a big time feel for the rich pricks versus the Indian Town Indians. Game one, opening day of the middle school... Which, I don't... If this was a joke, that's great. Like, imagine if we wrote a scene where it's, like, the mayor came out and he threw the first pitch. Yeah. It's like the first day there's of baseball a, there's, camp. They're, like, airing it... Yeah, they're airing it on, like, ESPN2. Well, no, it's your softball league and, yeah. like, Garcetti comes out to shake your hand and tell you he hopes you do well. That's right. Everyone's... It's just... Thousands of people. Yeah, it's at Dodger Stadium. And yeah, and it's we're just all terrible. Just everyone's <laughs> just shit. Just you guys don't can't even have... catch a goddamn thing. Yeah, you guys don't even have uniforms. Game correct? ends in a zero-zero tie. Oh god. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. My favorite part though is the kids. They've laid out all these tumbling mats. Sofia Vergara like winks at you yeah. during the game. <laughs> Eric Stone Street is there <laughs> like front row. Larry King is behind home plate. <laughs> There are these these tumbling mats, and these like five year olds are doing somersaults. <laughs> and the, the VO is like, Look at go. We have the tumbling turtles here, folks. Let's give them a big hand. These kids are really here to impress. And you're just like, This is what like a jamboree class. This? What is this? <laughs> so, happening? So the Indian Town Indians don't even have uniforms. They're getting up, they're getting they ready to take out They got the Sharpie T shirts. Meanwhile, in the background, as the (laughs) The last helicopter has made it out of Saigon and has landed here in Miami, (laughs) Burt Reynolds gets out of the the helicopter and he's like, I'm here coach. I'm bringing you some uniforms." uniforms. So he gives them actual uniforms that look awful yeah they're they look like uh they look like star trek costumes they're, they're like bright red and black well the fact is is that they say indian town indians across the front of them and i'm like you couldn't gotten like something a little bit slicker than just name and eh, that's just me maybe i'm maybe i'm looking too much into it but Bird's here to coach yes and uh, by coach, I mean apparently just watch these kids knock the fucking <laughs> dog shit out of the rich pricks. Because it's literally top of the first inning. Yeah. There's a suicide squeeze bunt in like the first batter. <laughs> yeah, it's the first which is hysterical. Bumps. There's like there's nobody on base. What, what are you doing? doing? <laughs> and then the then Bama and Bama and Bo hit like like the Bash brothers. They have back to back home runs. And it's like it's already three zero. There's like like I'm the the rich pricks are getting like pelted with trash at this point. Yes. They're like, send out the tumbling turtles, it's gonna get <laughs> it's gonna get bad. Uh, uh the dad the abusive dad is yes, like Bama's dad He's like happy and clapping yeah, for he's his like, son. Gives his son a big hug. He's like, I love I my love son. Oh hey, it's that guy that beat the shit out oh, of me. Hey. Now he's in a helicopter? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can't put two and two together. Yeah. That's the oh, same that's guy. that's weird. That's weird, but that's cool. He's got a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that, but I guess that's how he got to me. So they knocked the shit out of the the the, the rich pricks in the first half of the first inning, and then we—that's that's where the it. movie ends. Yes, and it's like what they lose three to nine yeah exactly yeah bottom couldn't put any more on the board um, yeah the umpire the the head that coach joe theisman should have come out and he's like what the fuck is this? he's not <laughs> he's got a helicopter got, you can't do that and that's the end that's of the man, man from, from left, left field, field. Mark, what did you think of this movie? Andrew, I hated this, this movie. This movie was insane. How could you hate this movie? So
0: dumb. I just
1: want a baseball movie where people play baseball for once. For
0: Christ's sake, they did
1: play baseball at the very end, and they were practicing. Oh my God! Don't you want to see the the, the build up to them to the to the big game? Yes, but I want to see them play other teams. <laughs> they were they did they played the rich pricks. And all at their the their their abusive fathers are gonna beat the shit I'll out of their beat kids. The shit out of them, Andrew, and, and that means Burr Reynolds to just cracks his knuckles. Yeah, he's like, puts all on right, some brass knuckles. Time for me to go to t- coaching school. Uh, Andrew, uh, I yes, this movie is insane. <laughs> I will give you that. It is slow at times. It is boring at times. Yes, there is a lot of setting up a problem immediately, immediately solve that problem. solving it. The literal next, next problem, scene, solve it. You got a problem? I'll solve it. Yeah, check DJ, out check, check out, out the, the coach. While the DJ revolves it. It's awful. Burt Reynolds' performance is boring and uninteresting. Yeah. Uh, he makes all the wrong decisions as a director and as a actor. Riva, I wish there was more of. She's um, only in like five scenes. Yeah, she wasn't in and about. Well, yes. You know, I feel like this could be a better movie where they yes. like so. This could be a. Th- I mean, this could be a decent movie. This could be like the the team has to go to great lengths to prop up the fact that they have like a derelict, yes, a bum, as their head coach. Right. But over the course of the season, oh, it's just like your team, over the course of the, the coach, over the course of the season, they figure out that this guy actually is somebody. Yes. And that he's knowledgeable, and that maybe they could listen to him, and that helps them out in the end, because he learns to trust again by working with these kids, and they learn to open them themselves up, despite the fact that they have real shitty home lives. Right. And then they qu- can meet in the middle. Yes. My question is, does it matter? Instead, this guy did come from God, apparently. Yes. He comes from heaven yes. <laughs> in a helicopter. My question is, does it matter that he used to be a sports doctor? And that he goes back to New York. Like, does that matter at all? Can't it just be that he's a bum who was a minor league player who, or even made it up to the majors, was a majors player? Yeah. His wife died in childbirth. His daughter died. Now he does, now he just hates everything and everyone, but he still cares about baseball and children. Bo's knowledge of baseball should come into play at some point. Yes. He should be like, I've seen this guy before. And they're like, yeah, he's a bum around yeah, he's town. The bum that's only. And he's like, now. no, I I know I've seen him before. And Bo should watch, like, old tapes of old baseball games because he loves baseball so much. Right. And then finally stumble across this Kansas City Athletics. I know they're in Oakland, but I believe they were in no, Kansas City beforehand. No, I think at the, when, well, when you in, see in his... The, yes, he's wearing he's, a KC on his Yeah, hat. when you see his uh, baseball jer- uh, card. Uh, so... He should see that that Burt Reynolds is in that game, and yes. then be like, "Holy shit!" Then when he goes to Burt Reynolds to be like, "I know where I've seen you before," either Burt Reynolds is dodgy about it, or he's like, "I don't remember." Right. That doesn't sound like me. Or we find out that it is it is a brother yeah. that has passed away, yes. or something like that. Instead, it's so weird that he snapped out of this catatonic state by the fact that J.C.'s grand, like the 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 amount of events that has to get to. To get to the catalyst of him diving into water figuring out what his past is it's like he barely interacts with jc in the first place also the way it's revealed it's just pointless he does this adr moment of like i'm gonna walk through my entire life you're like it doesn't matter it would be so much more interesting he should find out Bo should find out through like the backstory through the tape it's yes, like once he figures like, out who so he and is so is back in the game after a real rough turn of events at the end of last season yes. and we like we get some we get a, like a side around reporter that like goes up to him and he just doesn't answer right and like that was the last time they ever saw him yes or i know that's or a, that's take- a bit like days like that's that's kind of hokey as well but this? at the same time at least it lends itself to the fact that Bo is a huge fan of baseball and so is Reba, but none of that factors into any of this. This is a little obvious maybe mm-hmm. and you know, first idea on the whiteboard that we would maybe cross out but what if what if the thing that took him out of baseball was he got brushed off. He got hit in the head and that rendered and, him and unconscious just... for days and he never got to play again. And he's had memory problems ever since then. Mm-hmm. So then he has a reason to get mad at bow for but he for gives to he, do he gives to a suggestion totally. he gives a suggestion though earlier yes because he re- that's a thing that he remembers very strongly i don't know something like that okay I and mean, it should be something happened while playing baseball that hurt him that something traumatic or some issue or maybe it's that he that draws him to the game and then repulses him as he well then maybe it was because he was so obsessed with the baseball that like he decided to go Play a game while his wife was giving birth. Right, wife dies during childbirth. Yeah, and he's so disgusted with himself that he signed off on baseball altogether because he gave up family for that, and then that bit him in the end because his daughter daughter dies too. So now he doesn't have the love of baseball, nor does he have the love of the family, and like that breaks him mentally. Something like that. Now he has the opportunity for both. Yes, and in fact, so then we could have a situation where he watches he he watches the old game. He watches the old game and it's the game where we find out that he went to uh he played baseball while his wife was giving birth right. and, and Bo's like man what a player that's incredible yeah. but like and he's like that was the worst thing my, my life that was the worst decision in my life that's what the downfall was right. there's something there as opposed to he almost watches a kid drown and then has a freak out behind a rock yes Something, something. Mark, would you recommend this movie? No, no. I would recommend Comeback Kid over this movie. Okay, why? Because uh, I thought Comeback Kid was weird, but yes. also kind of boring. With in regards to this, it's baffling, <laughs> which forces you to like really re, to really consider, really it. think like, about every decision I, that's watching, made. Watching, because I I have a process where I watch it once, and then I go back through and I watch it and make notes. Mm-hmm. And it's like watching each scene, you're just like, why? Why is this happening? Why do we have 45-second scenes where Bo and Bama talk about Sparky Anderson and thinking that this guy's from God? Yes. And then after the midway point in that, that whole thread just disappears. Yes. It's also not a religious movie. It is not. That's the other thing. So they're setting that stuff up, and I'm like, okay, so are they going to go to church at some point? Or we're going to find out that they're like, no, he was actually... But then they're like, wait a minute, there's no record of this baseball this player. This baseball player died six years ago. And then ago. we just see him like, exactly, yeah. something like that. But instead, it's like, no, he's just a real guy, and he had a, a drifter. He, a, like, he was at the right break. place at the right time, I guess. <sighs> Whatever. Uh, I thought John Ritter's performance was charming. John Ritter is a charming, more... Yes. And he's scummy, but I know what his motivations are, whereas in this movie, he doesn't have any motivations because... He's an And it's all wish fulfillment anyway, because yeah. he's like, he beats up he saves Reba who becomes enamored with him. Although and then he beats up that guy and then he beats up the drunk dad and then all the kids love him yes, and he gets everybody to show up in a and helicopter he wrong, and he's a rich and guy. he's rich anyways. So it's just like what was the point of any of this? Andrew, what has the better fight scene? Him dive dive tackling the dad through the uh, I mean that's pretty good. Through the fence or John Ritter getting dragged across the bar top? Oh, um I don't know. I really really like these two old shitheads just staring (laughs) each other down and then him just spearing him through a fence. That's that's a pretty good... I would love to just show that to people out of context (laughs) because it's weird. Uh, And then you're like, so, well, what you should do is you show them that, then you turn your computer around and you say, is this scene... From Gator, <laughs> is it from Sharky's Machine or the Man from Left or Field, or is it a children's <laughs> baseball movie? <laughs> yes, a CBS uh, primetime family film. Right. I think the results will surprise you. <laughs> well, Mark, that's going to do it for this episode of Television Movie Night. But uh, our baseball train rolls on as we go into next week, where we have this little gem. From 1992, and it is entitled The Comrades of Summer. It's a very strange game. Joe Montaigne, The Comrades of Summer. It's a comedy about baseball and the New World Order. Premier Saturday, July 11th on HBO. This is about a Russian baseball team starring Joe Montana. Oh. it's HBO's "The Comrades of Summer." I guess Joe Montana has to coach a Russian baseball team. Fantastic! This is, uh, you know, the Iron Curtain came down in '89, and yep. uh, we sent Fat Tony himself uh-huh. over there to, you know, bring in <laughs> apple pie in baseball. Luca Lake's own. <laughs> that's that's right. <laughs> Joe Montana. Maybe he'll show up for the episode. Oh I'm my not God. quite. I'm not quite sure. Well, tell them that we are doing a follow-up for the Toluca Lake magazine. Yeah. <laughs> we need you to tell us about the comrades of summer. Mark, that's going to do it for this episode of Television Movie Night. If you'd like to listen to past episodes, you can always do that by going to soundcloud.com forward slash TV Movie Night Podcast. You can email us at Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook and you can message us there at facebook.com forward slash TV movie night. You can listen to us on iTunes, subscribe there, leave a review. Or you can listen to us on Stitcher. Stitcher. Stitcher, which allows you to stream podcasts directly to your smartphone. All that information and more at soundcloud.com forward slash TV movie night podcast. Mark, is there anything else? Andrew always happy to sit down and talk with you about television movies uh andrew i just have one last thing to say
0: Mm. brush them off
1: but but i i i I can't i can't throw at him
0: brush them off
1: i I mean i i it's an axe throwing competition but okay right for the head